pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys. Um, <laughs> Welcome back to the Sister Sister podcast. I'm your host Lauren. And I'm your host Nikita. I was going to say Nikita there but I am not you. You're not me. Thank God, honest. <laughs> Wow. Um, yeah, welcome back to our third episode. Yay. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening to the last episode. We um, got some really positive feedback again from our last episode, which we were really pleased about because we actually weren't going to release it. Yeah, we were scared. Um, we just felt it was a bit shit. We just thought we were sh- talking shite yeah, through the whole thing. Yeah, it just thing. felt like it was too much shite talk rather than being informative. Yeah. But then me and Nikita had to remind ourselves that not every episode is going to be filled and packed with information like that's yeah. okay that some of the episodes are just going to be us just chatting and that's okay um and one of our lovely followers said to me today was like what did she say she said just think if it helps one person's mindset it's worth posting and i thought that was really lovely yeah that is really nice and i feel like a lot more people chatted to us after last week's episode than the first one anyway because they could relate to last week's episode whereas they couldn't really relate to the first episode because obviously it's not something that everyone goes through but I feel like 99% of people related to our um topic last week of like self-love body image all that shit um yeah and everybody was just happy and yeah I was like what the hell I was thrilled yeah me too I was very happy Um, so how has your week been um, my week has been really nice. Well, um, it's been really stressful. Like you're a bit work. of a liar now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a bit of a liar. Like my week outside work has been really nice. Work has been absolutely mental. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Um, hospitality in the period of Christmas is crazy. It's a fucking train wreck. Yeah, and it's scary now. And Fuck it's all in you people in your Christmas parties. Yeah, and, and it's in motion. As well. <laughs> <laughs> it's in motion now as well because obviously Christmas kind of starts under like twentieth November. Yeah, and um, so everybody will start coming in, getting all their shit ready for Christmas, and it's wrecking my life. Mary Chrysler. Yeah, <laughs> but. Other than that, I had a lovely week. I what did we do last weekend? Oh, me and Nadine. Well, I had a way better week than you, but we will get into that yeah, in a second. You. Last weekend we went to do washing. Yeah. On the Saturday we went. Now what did you do the whole week though? You went. You had loads of gigs and shit. Oh my god! Yeah, like last week I went to see Georgia Smith. Who else did I go see? We went to see Kojak. That's it, I think. But we had fun. We went out. We yeah. done loads and left Fine. you at home. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, how was your week? <laughs> it was actually not as bad as I thought. So I'm still alive, guys. I had my surgery. I'm 10 days post-op. <laughs> um, yeah, so 10 days post-op. My surgery went really, really well. Um, they managed to remove the cyst and the mass in its entirety, which is... Can we just give a little clap? Yay! Um, that was Nikita's arse clap. <laughs> um, it wasn't. It was our two hands. <laughs> I haven't taught her that trick yet. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, so um, the surgery went really well. They removed the whole cyst, mass, whatever you want to call it. They confirmed that it was, in fact, a teratoma. So I buried my twin. <laughs> RIP, <laughs> baby. Um, so, yeah, the me surgeon was like, actually, I wasn't very happy with the aftercare. aftercare. So we went in. So it was a private place private clinic so i was thinking oh my god like the queen is gonna resurrect from the dead and come (laughs) and bring me tea at night time i was like this is gonna be great she didn't in fact resurrect she cursed me the bastard um no so we went in my surgery was supposed to be at 12 o'clock so i had fasted from the night before now i didn't need to fast and i think the last time i could eat something was just before six o'clock that morning but i was like i don't eat er that early in the mornings anyway so i was like i'm just gonna fast from the night before so they said i can have water and water only uh, from the moment i wake up up until 10 o'clock so i was like stunning i was like i lashed the water out of it i was like because my veins are fucking shy so and um I know from taking people's blood because that's what I do as part of my job as well that if you're hydrated it's easier to take blood so I was like you just need to move forward yeah. okay teacher you're <laughs> <laughs> doing a little hand signal so I was like come forward I can do you. reverse reverse <laughs> um so yeah so went in they were just like seeing how I am the surgeon came and met me and went through the surgery again. I had to sign, like, consent forms and stuff like that. And I was like, the consent forms were really scary. It was like, we can rupture your 
bowel, perforate this. Yeah, it's terrifying. Chop off this. If we find anything, we have to cut it out. And I was just like, okay. I was like, well, try and leave as much as I can inside me. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, but yeah, my surgery was supposed to be at yeah, 12 o'clock. Um, I mean, regardless whether it's a private hospital or not, things don't go to plan no. in the hospital. So I was thinking maybe one o'clock, two o'clock. So one o'clock comes, none. Two o'clock comes, none. Half two comes, nothing. And I was like, are they not even going to inform me? Like, I don't mind that it's delayed. I have to have the surgery. I'm just sitting here chilling, watching morning television. I haven't done in about 12 years. (laughs) But that's the thing. You just want them to give you a kind of a time so then you just know. Because I was anxious then. I was like, oh, shit. And then your woman came in and got a urine sample from me. And I was like, imagine she came back and told me I was pregnant. I was like, "Uh, we can't actually do the surgery today because you have a baby. Yeah. Wow, my child. <laughs> Anyways, I would have been like, well, can we schedule something else, please? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, <was> like Nikki. <laughs> you need to come to Nikki right having now. A, we're having a baby. <laughs> How did you get we're me pregnant? An abortion. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm no. sorry. No, we are having an abortion. Yeah, um, I'll be there for you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be. Oh no, it's so sad. He's dead. Matthew Perry is dead. No, we can actually. We didn't talk about that. Halloween night. Obviously, he died when me and Lauren went out on Halloween night. It was the 28th yeah. of October. Lauren turns to me in the fucking nightclub and just shows me a picture of Matthew Perry. the dance floor. And I goes, oh, yeah. And she goes, no, he's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> I was like, oh. oh and I was really upset. And then proceeded to twerk. <laughs> it's why is, he would have wanted. Yeah, this is in honour of you, baby. Oh. Oh. Anyways, back anyway. to me. Sorry, Matthew. Yeah. R.I.P. Bibs. <laughs> um, so... They were down trying to take blood and stuff like that. Typical. It's very hard to get blood from me. I know the vein where they get it out from. And I was like, here, come here, look. I was like, I'm not telling you how to do your job. But this <laughs> is where they usually get it from. Give it a go. So forced a uh, healthcare assistant tried. She couldn't get it. And I was like, honestly, you can literally stab me as many times as you need to. I don't mind. And she was like, I'm going to get someone else. So I was like, all right. So this lovely little man comes into me and his hands were shaking. <laughs> so I was like, he was like, couldn't compose himself to take the blood so I was like I'll hold that for you I'll hold that for you so here I am holding and attaching all the things to myself basically and he went into the vein and couldn't get it and I was like come here I was like I don't mind like digging around for it basically and he was like what and I was like yeah I don't mind like trying to take it myself which I have done many a times so I was trying to do that and it was still wasn't happening we managed to get the vein but not enough came out so he was like look we'll just get the anesthetist to do it just before your surgery and I was like okay kill cool. Yeah, so that was grand. And then they still weren't telling me out. So, you know, I was like, I'm going out and asking them. And I was like, no, don't go out and ask. Because obviously I work in healthcare. I have, have worked in healthcare yeah. many years. I was like, don't go out to the nurse's station. They have 20,000 things to do. And most of them probably aren't even looking after me. So they're probably like, fuck off. Yeah. Leave me alone. So I was like, what I'll do is I'll just ring the bell. And then whoever is looking after me will come into me. Mm. So I rang the bell and your man comes in and goes, yeah. And I was like, I was going to press the bell for him off. Um, but because I don't know that call system in the hospital, I was like, is that the one that you press for it to go off? And he was like, what do you want? Oh. I was like, oh, okay. So then he had to reach over me to press it off. And I was only doing that to help him. But I was like, okay. Um, I was like, um, is someone going to update me when my surgery is going to be? I was like, it was supposed to be at 12 o'clock. I was like, no, obviously I don't mind waiting. I have to have it done. So I have to wait here. But I just want an update, please. Mm. So then he was like, oh, let me go and check. So we went and checked. 15 minutes later, he comes back. And he was like, yeah, so whoever's looking after you is actually on break at the minute, so they'll just tell you when they come back. I was like, oh, thank okay. you. Thanks very much, sir, for that. So then Dionysus comes to see me, and he's really lovely. He was, like, really chatty. Um, he was like, I heard that we can't get any blood from you. He was like, we'll just hit you on the head. And he was like, knock you out, you'll be grand. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever. I was like, once I don't feel that, and I'm all right. So we were laughing and all. And then I was like, do you have any idea when my surge is going to be? I was like, like, I'm fasting since however long. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm starving now. Um, and I ordered a cheese toasty, and I'm dying for it, so <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> and they were like, he was like, oh, do you know what? We'll maybe get you to drink a bit of water. And I was like for fuck's sake, they're, they're not going to do me now for another two hours because yeah. I have to be at least two hours without water for my surgery. So they brought me in a bit of water and I was like, okay, that's grand. They still didn't tell me that I was going to be delayed, but I just knew that was because otherwise they wouldn't let me drink. So so I drank the water, then waited. So they finally brought me down then two hours later. They brought me down and they were trying to get blood again to confirm it and your man put a cannula in me left arm and he was like the biggest needle possible and I am um, I have a low pain threshold but with things like that I'm actually able to block it out mm. so I was like oh I, I'll be grand I was just like ignoring it but he was literally rooting through my arm which 
has is no fault of his. My vent just shit. That's what he had to do. But then he just left the cannula in my arm with the cap off, and blood was pissing down my arm and all over the floor. And I was like, "Are you gonna put a cap on that?" And he was like, "Oh, oh yeah." Puts the cap on. The cap falls off. Falls <laughs> onto the floor. He picks it up from the floor. And I put it on my thing. And I was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, uh, infection control. I was like, get that off me. <laughs> I was like, get that off me. And he just looked at me. And then I started to panic then because I, I didn't know what was happening then. I had assumed, nobody never told me this, but I had assumed that my surgeon was going to come and be like, hello, like, do you have any more questions? Yeah. Like, I know that we had already cleared that up, but I thought that I was going to see her again. Then they were going to bring me into the room and then put me asleep from there. I didn't realise that they were going to put me asleep in the room outside, which I feel like they should have told me. Yeah. Um, so when they were doing all that, your man managed to get the cannula into my hand then. So basically, a cannula is a needle um, and has a little bit of plastic thing and it stays in your arm and that's what they can use to either draw blood or administer medication so they had that in my hand and that was grand he was like pushing all these flushes so basically it's to make sure that the line is running clear Mm. so he's pushing all these flushes and they fucking sting like a bastard Mm. I'm sure you remember because it's like salted water like it's electrolytes so like it's literally like oh it's a stinger so I was like okay and then he was pushing and I knew the colour had changed so he was pushing loads of drugs in and I was like already so I was like can you tell me what you're um, giving me please and he was like gin and tonic uh, I was like ah I love a gin and tonic as much as the next gal but I need you to explain to me because I was starting to get anxious then yeah. and I was like I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack Yeah. He, I was like I need you to explain to me please what you're putting in and he just kept saying gin and tonic gin and tonic I was like no I'm going to kill him so I was literally lying there crying no, I wasn't like hyperventilating around, but like you could clearly see that I was Upset, not like I was not well. Um, and they were just talking over me and just passing things over me. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? And then I was just knocked out and um, woke up. How many woke hours? Up. Three hours later? Yeah. Three hours later. Woke up like three hours later um, in the recovery bay. And I just kept saying to the nurse, what's that you're giving me? What's that you're giving me? And then she was actually explaining. And I was like, yeah, keep that coming. Keep it coming, baby. <laughs> but I don't really remember much of that time because obviously I was out of my head. But I kept saying to her, I'm after rubbing all them baby wipes. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember. I was like, I'm after fleas and all them baby wipes. She was like, what? <laughs> she didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't even know what I was talking about. I had to rub in all them baby wipes. No. But yeah, anyways, that's just a bad experience that I had. But the surgery went really well. Um, my doctor rang me a couple of days later. No one informed me after the surgery, which again, I was um, not happy about. But here, neither here nor there. Um, so she rang me a couple of days later and she was like, so Lauren, I'm after sending you images to your phone. Um, if anyone l- would like to see the images, you can DM me. No, scary. Her five pound pick on us. <laughs> you know, some people are probably into no, that. Oh, they probably would. I'm going to look later. Yeah. I'm going to make us money. Yeah. yeah. Put me up. I'll show you <laughs> me floppy and show. Um, but yeah, so she sent me the pictures and she was like, we managed to... This is what's mental and I work in healthcare and these things don't usually phase me. But when I was like, what the fuck? This is magic. No, You're a magician. Magic. You're a magician. Yeah. Michelle. <laughs> My name's not Michelle. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she said that they deconstructed my right ovary. So that basically they opened it out like a Terry's chocolate orange <laughs> and took the middle of it, which was the cyst in its entirety. And it didn't spill. It didn't burst. They managed to pull it out through the incision that they cut just below, just on top of me, like pelvic area, basically. Mm. And they pulled it all out and they managed to like sew me ovary back together. I just think that's mental. How wild is that? So I was told I was getting me ovary removed. So I was all... Yeah, you were That was you were ready for that. I was ready. But when she told me that, it's still there. I was yeah. like, oh, thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks a million, Gillian. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's great. Um, I mean, it's not a great ovary anyways. It's still no. absolutely bollocks because yeah. it's now going to have loads of scar tissue on it mm. because that's been sliced open and put back together. And it also has had a cyst on it for how many years now. Yeah. So it hasn't actually developed properly. Mm. So I won't know the amount of follicles that I have on it until I go back. For but your follow-up. For me follow-up. But I, when I had the MRI and when I had the uh, forced ultrasound scan, they could only see three follicles. And a normal ovary usually has around 15 follicles. So it's like significantly lower. Yeah. So I'll just see when they go back then. Um, and then they also said that they found endometriosis. 
Oh yeah, Which but I've told you this. You, yeah. I already knew. I knew. Well, even when I got my coil put in last year. Yeah. Um, your woman was like, I was telling her about my periods, and she was like, "You definitely have endometriosis." Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I thought that." <laughs> yeah. Um, just keep putting these coils in. Just keep yeah. Give trucking on. Give me that coil, babe. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they got rid of me endometriosis. Yeah, they burned that off as well. Stunning. That's amazing. Which I was actually really like emotional about that. I know that sounds really crazy. No, but it's not. I was like, there's these women that are fighting the doctors at home. Yeah. Even fighting here. I don't know what the endometriosis struggle is like here. But yeah. I know f- friends and I know people that I know from Instagram and people like that that have been fighting for the past 10 years to even be seen by an endometriosis yeah. specialist. Never mind to be diagnosed with it. Never mind for it to be born to. Yeah. So I was like really, really happy with that. I was like, and then that also helps my fertility journey as well. Yeah. Because when Get you have, yeah, when you have endometriosis, it can affect your chances of having children. So it affects your chances of staying pregnant. Doesn't yeah. It? It's so it's, yeah, you can get pregnant, but it probably won't last. Yeah. So yeah. I was really, really happy about that. Um, and yeah, so as I said, I'm 10 days post-op. Um, I feel like I'm doing really well. No, I couldn't believe how well you've been doing after, like straight after surgery yeah. as well. Like I have been in a lot of pain and yeah. a lot of discomfort, but I've just been kind of powering through it. Yeah, but you've been getting up and doing like your little bits that you're supposed to be doing. Like you have, like these type of surgeries, you have to get up and walk yeah, around because that's the only way you heal from it. Um, but even now, like you were doing too much the first and second day after surgery. Yeah. I was like, Lauren, will you sit down? <laughs> she was in having showers and all. I was like, Lauren, what, three days after surgery she was having a shower? I was like, no, the smell of me sit though. down. Yeah, I took a week and I don't even know how you got into the shower after three days. Yeah, the smell My <laughs> legs were shaking when no, I had a shower it was after. like me mallet, you had to wash me. I was yeah. like, well, thank God you're here. That's crazy yeah. to me, but it's it's amazing because it's, it's a nice... um. It's nice to be able to tell people, oh, you know, I was fine after a couple of days and yeah. this is how I felt. Well, not fine, but I was able to get up and do me things yeah, that like, I wanted to do. Well, sure, after the surgery, I was able to get up out of bed and go to yeah, the toilet. Exactly, so no, I still needed a nurse with me because yeah. I was in excruciating pain and it yeah. felt like I was pissing blades after the surgery. Yeah. So it was, and I was bleeding very heavy after the surgery as well. Yeah. I had them, <laughs> the pads, them pads on yeah. with me five centimetre height extra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had them pads on, but... Yeah, and this is definitely TMI, and I'm sorry, guys, if you don't want to listen to this. But <laughs> so, because I've had this for so long, I've been wearing panty liners and pads basically every single day for yeah. the past six months now. And oh, definitely I've, even like probably even longer. Yeah, and I've been having like bleeding. So if it's just a normal day, I'll just wear a panty liner, and it'll be like a little bit of spotting, and I'll get wet, w- get away with changing my panty liner kind of like every couple of hours or whatever. Yeah. But then obviously on the days that I'm really heavy bleeding, I have to wear a pad. Um, because it's like period but I'd even get like strange discharge mm. and all these things but I don't have that anymore yeah like it's gone. I wore a pad for the first three days after surgery but now I'm panty liner free wow you what a life oh, it's just so great that's I was beautiful. like I have a brand new vagina <laughs> and I <laughs> love me a new vagina yeah. designer vagina <laughs> and I love maybe it. that's what we should name this episode designer <laughs> vagina, designer vagina. <laughs> But yeah, so I'm really, really pleased with how it went. They still um, had to send it to um, histology. Yeah. And histology, pathology? Mm. I can't remember which one it is. Oh, shit. Pathology, I think it is. They have to send it to a doctor to make sure it's not cancerous. Yeah, they still have to send it <laughs> off. Um, but I haven't heard that yet. I know it was good news. So yeah, exactly. I'm just, and she said, like they said that there was hair and all. Yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah. I had a little comb over like no, me. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and had a red lip. Ooh. No. Um so yeah, so no news is good news. I'm really happy. I'm really pleased. I'm loving the fact that I'm off work. Yeah. Um it's really nice to be able to relax from my mental and physical health. Even though I feel well, I definitely won't won't be able to that's, go back to work. That's like. the thing. You're able to get up out of bed, go to the toilet, walk down the stairs. But I'm still tired. But you're in bits down like when I'm you having go home. naps during the day. Like yeah. I'm not taking many painkillers anymore, but like I'm still needing to nap during yeah. the day because my body is like I'm tired. But that's the thing, if you do too much too quick, you'll just you'll prolong the healing process then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not So it's not I'm good. literally just taking it easy. Take Take it, it easy. easy. <laughs> um so yeah, so I love that. I'm loving that for me. Yeah. Um, I love that I lost four and a half stone because <laughs> that was the way this is. <laughs> Uh, that was the fast sister. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the skinny sister now. <laughs> uh, okay. So, will we get into what we're going to speak about this week, this yes. episode? Yes, please. Okay. So, this week's episode is going to be all about periods. Periods. Um, 
I say periods, but it's mostly about the cycle that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so period is just one part of that cycle. Yes. Because I think not a lot of women know that we have like four stages of a cycle. I think people think your period and then that's it. Yeah. But I think once you break it down into your 28 day cycle and you talk about your four phases and stuff like that, four, is it four phases? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it makes it a little bit easier to deal with and actually understand that women have like a 28 day clock. No, I was talking to you about this today, about how men have a 24 hour clock. So they have hormones that are literally every 24 hours. They get up every day. Their hormones are kind of the same. They don't have really like much peaks in their hormones or anything like that at certain times of the month. Um, but women have a 28 day cycle. So we work off a 28 day clock basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're just going to go through the cycle, explain a little bit about it. And then, yeah, we have some little stories to share then. Oh yeah, we have some stories to share because we asked people to share their first period story on already know Instagram. And Nikita's. Yeah, because that's, what, yeah, we were like, we already shared ours, but we want to hear everybody else's because yeah. we love them. We love it. So let's get into it. Tell me, Nikita, what is a period? Um, so what Google says, it's the process in a woman of discharging blood and other material from the lining of the uterus at intervals of about one lunar month from pubic puberty until menopause except during pregnancy so that's what google says it is that's what it is it's basically your lining of your womb shedding every month and that's why you produce blood then every month um obviously we are talking about a period that if if you're on hormonal birth control you're not necessarily going to have these um, phases in your cycle or anything so, yeah, like that. When people are on the pill, so mm-hmm. they don't have what they think is a period when it's actually not a period. It's, not. it's a breakthrough bleed. Yeah. So basically, your the lining of your womb is shedding, but not in the normal way. Yeah. So it's basically that your body has stopped this hormonal pill. Sometimes you take a break, or sometimes you carry out throughout, and you still get a thing, get a bleed, but you'll stop your hormonal pill, and then. With those days, then it's the breakthrough bleed. It's not actually like a real period, if that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, anyways, that's a little fact. Yeah, so I think you can start off, and mm-hmm. Lauren's going to explain basically what the four stages of your cycle is. Um, we'll go through that, and then yeah, and so on and so forth. So on and so forth. Um, so basically, the causes of a period. So why do we have a period? So it's the changes in our hormones, where our estrogen and progesterone, that causes the lining of the womb to build up to be ready to be fertilized with a fertilized egg. So basically when that lining is not fertilized with an egg, the lining then breaks down, causes a bleed, um, and then you go on to the rest of your cycle then. Um, it can actually take two to three years for your period to become regular after you have your period, oh. or after you start your period, sorry. So you usually start your period when you start puberty, so it can be anywhere from the ages of 10 to 15. Yeah, which is just mad, isn't it? Like I said this when I was talking to you about my period. Like that, a ten is very, very young. Some people get it at the age of eight, nine. yeah, eight and nine. Like when you think about what a period is, a period is is that your body is getting ready to be pregnant. Yeah, it's like that's so wild. Yeah, and didn't you read somewhere that apparently, like when you start developing breasts and stuff like that, that's when your period kind of yeah. yeah. So basically, starting puberty, you'll start getting boobies, yeah. and yeah. So basically, we're going to start talking about the phases that you have throughout your uh, throughout your period or throughout your menstruation cycle or throughout your whole cycle. Um, so I'm just going to give just a little bit of information and then I'm going to switch over to Nikita and Nikita is then going to briefly explain how you should be feeling or typically how you would be feeling, what things you should be doing around that time yeah. and yeah go from there so the first start um starting point of your cycle is menstruation for those of you who don't know is menstruation is your period your bleed which i explained previously they usually last around three to seven days and that's what your body tells you to say that you're not pregnant ding 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 yeah. for some people winner <laughs> <laughs> so yeah do you want to go on now and tell me yeah so how am i feeling while i'm menstruating yeah, so when I was doing my little research about the cycle, people kept comparing it to the four stages of your cycle are almost mimicking the four seasons that we have. Yeah. So like winter, spring, summer and autumn. And I was like, that's such a good way of explaining it. Because I'm like, people 
it's very hard to understand that you have four phases of your cycle. What do you mean? I just have yeah. a period and then that's it. Yeah. But it's not. You have different stages throughout your 28 day, like I said. That bring it you can up be, to your bleed. Yeah, it can be 28 to 35, like depending. It, that's 28 to 35 is usually known as like a healthy, a a healthy period, yeah. cycle. Um, so yeah, so people kept um, comparing it to the four seasons. So I said, that's such a good thing. I'm going to use that. Not the hotel. Yeah, <laughs> not the hotel. Um, so yeah, your menstruation phase is usually compared to winter. And that would make sense because winter is when you feel tired. Happy. Yeah, when you want to be just cozy. <laughs> so when you start feeling tired, when you want to feel cozy, um, you don't have a lot of energy, you need more rest, you're more irritable. Just, you can literally think of it like winter, the days get shorter, you've not enough time in the day. Like it's dark just outside. dark outside. Yeah. It's not a good time. And this time you should really be kind of thinking about taking like a few minutes for yourself. Everyone says you should be resting through this time, but obviously as women nowadays, we can't just rest through our three to seven days of bleeding. We have to get up, go to work, do things. People are mothers, people are fucking doing everything else. So when they say rest now, you should probably just chill out, take a few 10 minutes, go up to the room, read a book, chill, like just give yourself some time during this time. Yeah, have a hot bath. Have a hot, hot bath. Get yourself oh, a hot water bottle. Light some candles. Yeah, just chill. Yeah, relax just yourself. chill out. This time is literally for you to not do anything. Yeah, Don't I'm make any big decisions during this time. Just chill out. Give your time, give your body. Yourself. And mind yourself. Yeah. Give your body, um, yeah, some time to chill. Time to heal. Yeah. Because some people's periods are very traumatic. That's, so that's the thing. Yeah, we will obviously, we'll go speak on and speak about different uh, reasons why people have like painful periods and stuff like that. But some, some people's periods are like excruciating and they yeah. can't actually do anything for a certain amount of days. And I think that's a good point to bring up as well because I think people minimise p- other women's periods by saying pa- periods shouldn't be painful. Mm. Periods are painful. The yeah, lining are. of your uterus is, or sorry, the lining of your womb is literally shedding. And your whole body and your womb is contracting. To yeah, them. and you're, like there's inflammation, like there's everything. So for you to sit there and tell me that w- periods shouldn't be painful, that's so, what's the word? Like, um, condescending. Condescending, yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. So periods should be uncomfortable. They shouldn't be painful to a point where you're not able to do things um, during this time. If they're stopping you from doing everyday like things in life, then that's when you need to go see a doctor and you need to speak to somebody because they shouldn't stop you from doing things um, like going to work and stuff like that. But yeah, painful or periods are painful. Grab a fucking hot water bottle, chill out, take your time to chill. Like I said, rest. Anyway, that's your winter. Well, your menstruation is your winter. (laughs) So the next one is called your follicular phase. So basically, um, all of us women are born with our eggs. Isn't that crazy? Weird. So you're born with your eggs in your ovaries. Um, The ovaries then, how a period comes about is that the ovaries then have follicles in them. The follicles in them then have the eggs inside, which take time to mature. So so basically they'll all start to grow they'll all um, start to grow at a similar rate then one of them will shoot up above the rest of them and um, that will be the one that is nominated then for ovulation but the follicular phase is basically your body just getting that egg ready to be released inside the follicles basically yeah so your follicular phase is usually compared to spring um, so if you think about spring, that's when you're coming out of winter, you're, the trees are kind of getting more leaves on it, more energy has been put into the universe, all this stuff, right? So you have more energy, wanting to do more. Things are looking up, love. Yeah, <laughs> like you're starting to see, it's like getting a little bit lighter out, like not too much, but you're having a little peak in energy, it's just nice, you're coming out of winter, it's just a nice time. Um, I like spring. Yeah, <laughs> this, this is a really good time to plan things, so if you have... Um, any big plans plan it around your follicular phase or your next phase that we'll talk about um so these these two phases kind of go hand in hand hand, with each other but yeah this is a really really good time to plan things and just have more energy see more people hang out with more people and then just the last thing to say about the follicular phase is that that's typically from day six to day 11 yeah so then from day 12 then starts ovulation 
So basically, um, ovulation is when an egg is released from the biggest follicle. The follicles then are usually around the size like 14 to 22 millimetres. And that's when the egg is mature enough to be released. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was looking this up, um, I was looking at how small eggs are. (laughs) And an egg is one tenth of a poppy seed. (laughs) One tenth. How is that? That's how, how is that even real? How do I have that, me buddy? Where is it? Well, no. obviously I can't see it. You can't see it. But yeah, that's crazy. No, that's, that's te- teeny it's kind of scary, isn't it? But um, so basically, then the egg, when it's ready to um to be released, it will then travel through the fallopian tube, and it's ready to be fertilized by a sperm. If it's not um fertilized within twenty four to forty eight hours, it then dissolves, and then that's. When it brings you into your next phase then, which is called the luteal phase. So ovulation is usually compared to summer. So this is your like big time during your uh, cycle. This is when you'll have a peak in energy. This is when you'll be more confident. You'll physically change. Your lips get plumper. Your face gets more symmetrical. Your curves get like curvier. Your hips get wider and stuff. It's crazy. Like your body is legit. Yeah, legit. <laughs> like that is your peacocking uh, yeah. phase. So you're like, you're like, ooh, look at me. Have yeah, a, have, have a baby, baby, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, literally, get me pregnant. No, ton. it's literally screaming. It's saying, spread your legs on the back of a Dublin bus. <laughs> someone and it's <laughs> funny in. so people call this like the big event yeah i've heard that i listened to a podcast earlier on and she called it a big event she was like no this is big event for either people that want to get pregnant and then she was like but it's also a big event for people that don't want to be pregnant because yeah, of how feeling great of how good you feel so yeah this is this is the phase that everybody wants to last for as long as it can and i'm sorry this is very tmi again but this is what this podcast is so if you don't want to listen shut up <laughs> um do you not be mad horny on your ovulation? No. <laughs> like, My body? Like, I'm so embarrassed to even say that, but when I'm telling no. like, it's literally like, you'll, you'll let anyone get you pregnant. No, I'd let anyone get, and I don't even yeah. want to be pregnant. You're like a dog in heat. Dog in heat. We must be giving off them pheromones. It, I'd say so. I we think that's like a scientific are. thing. I de- you definitely, definitely are. Because our peacocking. Yeah. So don't go to... Uh, I'm staying away from the club when I'm ovulating. <laughs> no, but this, this well, I don't think I really ovulate anymore with Kyle, but yeah, you wouldn't. So th- that's the thing. People that are on uh, hormonal birth control won't have these phases. Um, so they don't get the big events. Ha, they don't not get it. You're, you're not an NFI. <laughs> not flipping invited. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about it after we explain the phases, but basically I'm not on any birth control. And so she's mad horny, bro. <laughs> Basically, during this time, yeah. damn, um, it's, a, it's a scary time for no, me because I don't want to be it's pregnant. Scary, but yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about. Um, Are you feeling horny, baby? <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop. I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> so yeah, your ovulation phase is, is compared to summer. You have more energy, more patience. It's summer. You're time. able to <laughs> shut the fuck up. Great. Sorry. Lauren's Sorry. ovulating right now. <laughs> no, I'm just out of the house. I'm sorry, so hyper. <laughs> this is my big event. <laughs> oh, so sorry. yeah, you're able during this time. You're able to give more time to people. Um, this is a great time to ask for things. So like, uh, if you're asking for a pay rise or anything like that, you're in your most confident stage. So this is the time to like ask people for stuff. I never would have thought of that. Like, that yeah, never ever ever would have crossed my mind. That's the thing because. Again, we're taught that we have a 24-hour day. We don't. We have a 28-cycle. But yeah, so that's a, this is a great time. Great time to ask people for things, basically. To go back to the follicular phase, if you're organising things, you should organise things for your ovulation phase because that's when you have more time for people and you'll want to actually see them and you can commit to things. Um, Unlike your next phase. Ah, it's a good. Oh, my God. Are we... I think I've said... Matt's being shocked. No. <laughs> Are we in Bally Firm? Get down! Get down! Get down! <laughs> I remember you in town! No, I need to find the video. No, we... <laughs> no so a couple of years ago, me, so Lauren and her friend group do this thing, like, I think you've, you've done it two or three times now. Yeah. Um, they go and rent this house down in Down. Um, and it's really, really nice. They go and, like, just have a good time, have a party. 
Um, and I was invited one year. Thank you so much, guys. And we were outside. They had this like, what was it? A gazebo set up. Yeah, setup? there was a when there was a wedding there or something like that. Yeah, so they had like a gazebo set up. So we were all like out in the gazebo. Uh, how funny though! We had a big huge gaff right beside us, and we were out in the gazebo freezing cold. Um, you'll take the kid out of body frame, but you won't take body frame out of kids. Um, so yeah, we were all having a great time dancing, and then. Someone you pops, have to tell this bit. Someone pops a blue on them. I'm recording them all. They're all. I'm trying to like. I'm. They think I'm taking a picture, but I'm recording them. And the one, there was someone pops a blue on, and I just body slammed to the ground, to the concrete, mind you, and was like, "Get down, get down!" And like, obviously, I knew that no one's being shot around, but I don't know why I did that. And, I literally hit the deck. I don't know how I no, have a tilt left in, in the head. video. You can literally see Lauren drop to the ground. And she's like, "Well, cheer on, I'm sorry." Like, Get down. No one will probably find that no, funny, but it was. It great was just honestly. We'll put the video up because yeah, you have to see the video to think it's hilarious. It's just no, I'm it's chilling the gravel on the ground. No, it's so funny. <laughs> Anyway, we've just <laughs> completely uh, sidetracked the whole thing. Back to the, what you were saying about ovulation. Are you finished? Yeah, I'm finished with ovulation. You can go on to your next. So we're back. Um, so ovulation is, I don't know if I said that, but it's usually from day 12 to day 16. Then we're moving on to the luteal phase. This is the longest phase in your cycle. So this is from day 17 to 28. So basically in the luteal phase is when the endometrium, which is the lining of your womb and um, lining of the uterus, um, then thickens to ready to support a pregnancy. It's getting ready. Yeah. It's making a nice little cosy bed for your fertilised egg to latch onto and to stay, hopefully stay there for nine months. Yeah. So is this, so during your ovulation phase, so... There's a certain amount of days in that phase that you can obviously get pregnant. So during your 28-day cycle, again, if you're not on birth control, anything like this, this is what I'm talking about. There's only a certain amount of days in your cycle that you can actually get pregnant. Mm. Like, it's like four or five days. Um, now, this is the thing. You can have sex before your ovulation phase. You can still get pregnant. You can, like, that can live in, in your body for, like, two days. Yeah, I think so. And then you could potentially go into your ovulation phase and then you're pregnant. Um, so is that what this next phase is when you like when the sperm and the egg attach in your ovulation phase this is what happens as yeah. well okay yeah sorry go <laughs> so basically the luteal phase then yeah is the endometrium being nice and thick because it thinks your body thinks that it's being ready to support a pregnancy okay. so when it then realises that there is no egg to be fertilised uh, the egg sorry hasn't been fertilised then your cycle will start again Ah, okay, so then that's when you go into your bleed again, your yeah, menstruation. that's when you start okay. your bleed. So basically, Why? it's like, oh my God, where's the baby? Yeah, like where's we've had egg? so much fun for these couple yeah. of days. She's been horny as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like, ovulation's been great. You got yeah. the back broke off. <laughs> now, where's that sperm, bro? Um, so there's no fertilised egg. Then the endometrium, the lining starts to break down like it did in the fourth cycle, at the fourth stage of the cycle. And then, yeah, we we go again, baby. We go again. Um, okay, so this one, your luteal phase, is usually compared to autumn. So that would make sense because that become, comes before winter. And this is when you start getting a little bit colder, a little bit, the nights get a little bit darker, not too dark. But yeah, you're starting to dread this time. So you're starting to feel like sad, like emotional. You could just feel more irritable. It's basically Are all the PMS then? Yeah, so this is your longest part of your cycle. So this is... You'll feel shift for more than what you did when you felt really nice because yeah. your ovulation is like really short and then this is really long. Um, but this is when some people will experience PMS and PMDD. So PMS stands for premenstrual syndrome. Premenstrual syndrome is the name of the symptoms a woman can period in the weeks before their period. Yeah. So that's during this phase. That's yeah. through your luteal phase. Mm -hmm. And then PMDD is... PMDD is a load of bollocks. Yeah, it's shy. I didn't know. I only found this out probably a couple of months ago that oh. that was actually a thing. I never ever knew that that yeah. was a thing. So basically, so, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Um, so PMDD is um, a premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Yeah. And it's basically a very severe form of PMS. And so this is PMS's crack, 
like this is crack for PMS. Yeah, crackhead like. energy. <laughs> crackhead energy. It causes a range of emotional and physical symptoms every month during a week or two before your period. It's sometimes referred to as severe PMS. But when I was looking into it, and I don't know, uh, what's her name? Vicky Patson? Yeah. Is that her name is yeah. from Georgia Shore? Um, I watched a couple of videos that she had mm. put up about it. And she was like, I'm suicidal. Yeah. Like, I'm actually suicidal in those times. Well, like, s- that's some of the symptoms that I would have. Yeah, I was walking home today and I was listening to a podcast. And in that podcast, the woman said that, I don't know if I'm getting this completely right, but 15% of the statistics for PMDD will end in suicide. Um, or will be suicidal. I think that that was more... What she was have saying. Have more suicidal tendencies, maybe. Basically, yeah. So 15% will have suicidal tendencies um, from, like, PMDD. And that's that's the thing. It's not spoken about. PMS is a little bit, it's it's kind of thrown out there that, like, oh, you're just, you're PMSing. Do you know what I mean? But PMDD is, like, literally depression, anxiety. It's everything that you think that you're, like, you don't really associate it with your, your cycle, if that makes yeah. sense. So women will just sit and think, I'm depressed, I'm this, I'm this. But... This is your. This is to do with your cycle. Your cycle. Your body now, is just getting ready to have another period. But that's the thing. It's not even. It's not for everybody because not everybody obviously has PMS or PMDD. Yeah. If your hormones are balanced and nine, like I don't know how what the percentage of people's hormones are fucking balanced because I don't think anyone's no, hormones are fully PMS balanced. When I hadn't got the call, my PMS was bad. That's. I definitely didn't have PMDD. No. But my PMS was bad. Yeah. Like I was hormonal as Anton. You could literally say boo to me. I'd cry. I get I like, was so yeah. irritable. Like it was just it wasn't a nice time for yeah. me whatsoever. I couldn't understand why I was feeling like that yeah. as well. I just felt like I because. Obviously, I've been on contraception since I'm quite young. So when I wasn't on contraception, I couldn't understand what PMS was. No one really kind of spoke about it. So I just thought that I was a crazy person. I just thought that this was me settling into me hormones and that I just had to suffer. Yeah, like when you're coming off the pill, you're like, oh, this is just the effects of being on the pill. This is what my body is feel like doing. I was an absolute crazy person. It's on the not pill. like it's it's your hormones are not balanced, and that's why you're experiencing PMS and PMDD. And um, again, not everyone does experience this, and not you don't have to experience it because there are ways of basically like dealing with PMS and PMDD. Obviously, you have to speak to a doctor about that. I don't know all of the routes that you can go down. Um, I, I feel know like we should do an episode. Oh, just on 1000% that. we'll do an episode on PMS and PMDD because we just we don't have the time now to touch touch on it 100%. On it the way it needs to be t- spoke about. Yeah, exactly. But if you do feel like you have those symptoms, look it up, research it and go to your doctor for help. Like from listening to all uh, the, po- I just listen to podcasts basically to get all of this information mostly, um, and a running team is basically track your cycle. So again, if you're not on hormonal birth control, track your cycle for at least three months. So I use um, the Flow app. I used to use the Clue app, and now I use the Flow app. I used to use the Clue app. As yeah. Well. Um. So you basically you just put in when you're bleeding. And when you stop bleeding, give you all, all your symptoms, like if it's heavy bleeding, if you're sore, if you're feeling this, you can put in all like your emotions, what you're feeling that day, and then it will track your cycle for you. So it'll tell you when you're kind of going into your um, ovulation phase yeah. and stuff like that. That's how I... Which I think is really important to do, even if you feel like you have a normal period. Oh, 100%. I think everyone should track their cycle. You your cycle is, again, like we're speaking about, there's four different phases and the, like different what sort different like emotions and stuff that you feel throughout your cycle it's no it's it's so nice to just know that oh i'm just in this what we are making so much noise in the background (laughs) what the fuck (laughs) but yeah no it's just probably to be able to validate yourself as well that you're like oh you know what i kind of bit the head off someone today or bit the head off myself yeah or like you're just feeling like down and you just want to be alone and stuff like that it's it's nice to know that it's like okay i'm in this part of my cycle i can work with it it's not there's nothing wrong with me. I can try do things to get out of this kind of feeling. But again, you give give yourself body, give your body the time to go through these phases. Because sooner or later you'll be in your ovulation phase again and you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> Just to touch on, sorry, the PMS and PMDD. So if you are going to your doctor to speak about these type of things, like I said, track your cycle for at least three months so that you can go. What, what did you figure out the other day about flow? Oh shit, yeah. So the, yeah, so the flow app has a little thing on it i will screenshot and we'll put it up on instagram because i can't actually find it here um but it's basically you can print out your cycle tracking 
from the last like however months you want so you can bring to your doctor um because obviously it's all well and good you saying oh yeah no I get every 28 days and this is how long I bleed and blah blah but it's nice to see your emotions throughout those months like what type of uh, bleeding you had was it heavy was it this um you can also track your discharge and stuff you like can that track through. your discharge and stuff which is a really good indication for ovulation ovulation and stuff like that people usually if they're on a natural cycle which means like you're not on any birth control and you're tracking your cycle for when you want to get pregnant um you can basically figure out what type of discharge is your most um what's the word glue basically that wants to <laughs> yeah catch them babies yeah basically it's yeah you can track your track your um discharge that way as well you can print this out on flow again we'll put it up on instagram to show everybody where you can uh get it on the app i just can't recommend enough for people to track their cycle like if you are no, not 100%. on birth control track your cycle look at your cycle see what days you're sad see what days you're happy it's just it's a nicer way of living understanding your body understanding your body and the reasons why you're feeling this way it's just it's validating to sit there and look at there's actual reasons behind this again pms and pmdd are not things that should happen through your cycle you can fix that you can do that by uh, balancing your hormones and again i don't know all the resources for that so you'll have to go see a doctor or we can maybe put up some things um about that i'm very into holistic vibes you already know that that's the way i would like to fix my body and fix my hormones and that's actually one of the things that i want to focus on in 2024 that's one of my resolutions is to really like holistic healing holistic healing is just my vibe and that's what i want to do i'm going to be tracking my cycle more closely um and i'll be using it closer for birth control as well i'll be kind of tracking it that way for that um so i have a little few things written down here as what is considered normal or what is considered not normal um during your period or during your cycle so i have severe pain during periods you should not be in like nikita touched on this earlier on in the episode but you should not be in excruciating pain when you have a period you shouldn't be bent over in pain taking days off work taking days off school it shouldn't stop you from doing your everyday life doctors will ask you that when they're asking about periods sorry it's cut across you no it's okay um doctors will ask you that they'll say well does it stop you from doing your everyday tasks and if the answer is yes well then you need to go see a doctor just like there's something that you'd need to look at and also you need to push your doctor because yeah especially male gps um will just be like oh well that's normal just periods are painful they're not supposed to be that painful they are supposed to be discomfort discomfort and they're not just gonna feel right as rain Mm -hmm. but they're not supposed to be severely painful um also if you're changing your tampon or your pad every one to two hours that is not normal that means considered heavy bleeding yeah it's considered extremely heavy bleeding and it can mean that you have one of the causes that i'll read out in a couple of minutes um if your period lasts longer than seven days so seven days plus if you're feeling dizzy or feeling faint during your period or if you're bleeding in between periods so basically as we said you start your period on day one of your cycle if you're bleeding past seven days or if you're bleeding like on like day 15 day 15 yeah, yeah in between any of those days up until your you get your period again then that's not normal um so one of the causes can be polycystic ovary syndrome so pcos so pcos is a condition where the ovaries produce an abnormal amount of androgens a male sex hormone that are usually present in women in small amounts so basically your body is getting too much of this hormone basically it can also like tell that you have polycystic ovaries if you have like extra like facial hair growth and stuff like that yeah so like what would be common in men like facial hair as in like on your chin and stuff like that and dark hair dark coarse hair um is one of the symptoms for pcos yeah that's one of them there's obviously many so bleeding disorders um stis um you can have intermittent uh bleeding during your period with some sexually transmitted diseases and sexually transmitted infections like chlamydia and stuff like that Every the time you thought you had to clap. Yeah, and it was cancer. <laughs> oh. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can have polyps. So basically polyps are growths on the uterus. And then it can be hormone issues, so hormone imbalances. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any of these issues above, then you should definitely contact your doctor. Um, how to diagnose some of these problems um, can be a pelvic exam or it can be a transvaginal ultrasound scan so transvaginal ultrasound scan is basically a probe that's inserted into your vagina 
and that's how they get the images. Get the images. Treatments for some of these can be the pill, mm-hmm. can be the bar that goes into your arm, the implantation, the implanon, <laughs> um, or you can have the coil. Um, so basically, hormonal contraception. Hormonal contraception, can yeah, help someone can them. help. And sometimes you can be anemic. So by getting a full blood, full blood, blood, uh, by getting a full blood count done, you can see if you're anemic, um, and that can also help discover some of your problems. Discover some of your problems, yeah. Um, and also about going on the pill and stuff like that. I feel like I've we said this before that we just trust doctors and what they say. And I'm not on here to say that every doctor is an idiot and you shouldn't listen to what mm-hmm. they say. They obviously have been through many years of college and have a lot more knowledge than me. But just trust your own gut, trust your own yeah. body. You need to listen to yourself. If you feel like not, uh, from contraception isn't for you, then don't go on it. Yeah, some doctors will uh, like throw hormonal birth control at us before even asking us do we have any like history of um breast cancer in the family um like blood clots stuff like that like some doctors some will doctors literally won't even check your blood pressure yeah so your blood pressure needs to be monitored when you're on most pills because mm-hmm. it can cause you to have blood clots yeah and basically a sign of a dvt or sign of a blood clot is high blood pressure um that can be what's one a dvt um dvt is like a clot in your leg but yeah, so these are all things that need to be mon- monitored. Now, anytime I was on the pill, that's what was man- monitored. Mm. But I know loads of people that have been on the pill for so many years and have never, ever, ever checked their blood pressure. Never like, checked their blood pressure. Never. Yeah. Things um, also that can help with cramps, because period cramps are a motherfucker. Yeah. I don't have periods anymore. Um, and what I thought was periods was actually symptoms of my cyst. But I know <laughs> all know that. But when I did have periods, when I tell you, they were fucking awful. Um, any of those symptoms that I just <laughs> spoke about, they're, they're well, nearly every one, a single one of them All I of had. Um, but the cramps, like I would literally vomit with the pain. It was so bad. I would literally take any hospital grade pain that are gone like mm. I would be on Ponstadin all that um, and nothing would really relieve me it would probably relieve me for about an hour and then be right back to pain but I yeah. can't take anything for another four to six hours so I'd be just stuck then um, but things that um, help. I was just going to say sorry you know what's funny so you were saying like when you had periods and you were like knew they were really sore and you had to get take painkillers I so my periods have always been really sore because I have endometriosis also that I found out um, but my periods have always been really, really sore since I've ever had them. And I just thought that was a normal thing. Yeah. I thought that's how much pain women were supposed yeah. to be in. Me too. Um, don't get me wrong. There's de- there's months where I don't have that bad of a period, but I'll have really bad ovulation pains. Yeah. Um, now, again, you probably should see your doctor about that and stuff, but I get like constant checkups, so I know that I'm all good in that sense. But it's it's actually mental that you think that you're supposed to be in that that much pain i just thought i was one unlucky bastard yeah that's I the really thing was i like was just like i have to put up with this this is what people have to do every month get I on like with that. it my ma did bring me to the doctor yeah about all these symptoms that i was having i was having to take three and four days off of school no that's mental. like every single month like that's not normal like yeah. i need to go to school i remember being in school and being so embarrassed because i used to bleed so much through my pads and obviously you can't go to the toilet every like class basically yeah. um so so I used to be so embarrassed because I'd be sitting there being like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to have blood all, all over the seat. Yeah. And I know everyone gets that like awkwardness of being like getting up and saying, oh my God, did I uh, bleed on like onto me? Did I leak? Yeah, did I leak? Um, but I would go to the toilet and ha- like my pad would be full. Like it was, brain, like, yeah. it was mental. It was, it was just, it was mental that I thought that that was just normal. And that's the thing that women have to do every month yeah. when it's really, really not like you don't have to suffer like that. It's not normal. Um, yeah. But yeah, some things that I um, looked up and then some things that helped me as well with cramps, um, drinking lots of water, making sure you're staying nice and hydrated. Some herbal teas can help, chamomile, fennel, ginger. Um, they can use to like calm down your body and help with inflammatory. You can um, also drink uh, berry teas. Yeah, berry teas. So that like helps with the uh, inflammation of your... Endometrium. Endometrium. There we go. Ooh. Endometrium again is the lining of your womb. Yeah. So that helps with the inflammation of the lining of your womb. Um, women that are about to give birth usually kind of will drink berry teas and stuff like that to do that as well to yeah, soothe so the inflammation. Slip and slide out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you can, yeah, you drink some of those during your, during your period so that can kind of help as well. Um, you can look up some anti-inflammatory foods to eat. So like berries, tomatoes, pineapple, some spices also help like turmeric, ginger, garlic. Um, heat is the, probably the one that I felt 
gave Works me the, the most, best. not relief, but made it bearable, basically. Yeah. So, like, heat pads, hot shower, bath, hot water bottle, things yeah. like that. And then, obviously, over-the-counter meds and birth control. But the last two, you have to be very, very careful with. Yeah. Because I was taking, like, dissolvable salpidine. Yeah. And I was hooked, man. <laughs> hooked. I was definitely addicted to them. Like, <laughs> I would go in every month and I'd have to shop around different chemists then <laughs> because they'd stop selling me them. <laughs> like, here she is again. Yeah. Go around. Crackhead. <laughs> Crackhead Lauren. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I would go around different pharmacies and obviously I would only use them on me period. But I would literally, I'd have to take them like 10 minutes before the four hours was up because mm. I literally couldn't bear the pain but yeah anyway that's all i have amazing thank you so much for sharing your knowledge no problemo yeah um yeah i think that was a nice little brief introduction to periods in your cycle and stuff like that again we could do another podcast on this whole um topic but that's what we're here for. We'll do multiple episodes if people want another episode on certain questions. Um, we don't want to overwhelm people as well. That's exactly, why we're just we, doing yeah. everything in little snippets because, well, me personally, I feel like if everything was all in the one episode, well, one, it'd be seven days long. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah like we've already spoke for an hour. Like yeah, one, it'd be seven days long. And then I just feel like I wouldn't be able to retain any information. Same. So I need small, small bursts of um, information. Like when we were kind of doing research for this, I was listening to specific podcasts about specific things. Yeah. Whereas I just, I couldn't have listened to it all because it would have just made me not want to do this episode because I'd be like, there's too much to talk about. No, <laughs> I can't. Um, but yeah, so I hope everybody enjoyed it and I hope people got enough um, information out of that part. But this... Let's move on to stories. Yeah, we'll move Sorry on to, to stories. No, no, no. Um, we'll move on to stories. We put up a little uh, question box on Instagram. Again, Instagram is our main place where we're kind of just telling people about the podcast. We don't really know how to advertise this at the moment. And we kind of just want people on Instagram and stuff to have a look and our friends and family and friends of families to see us on Instagram. But yeah, so we're using Instagram. We put up a question box um, and some people gave us their first period stories. Uh, some of them are really, really funny. <laughs> yeah, some of them are hilarious. <laughs> so basically, this story is from one of our followers. So I started my periods at 14 and from the start, they were very, very heavy and very painful. By the time I was 15, I was taking days off school every month because I was in agony. I went on the pill to try and control it, which it did in some ways, but then I started getting headaches as a side effect, so I couldn't stay on it. At 17, I went on the contraceptive injection, which stopped me periods, but within a year, they were back and heavier than ever. So I stopped that and then just put up with God fucking love you. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I was taking Cocodamol every month. Cocodamol is... Paracetamol and codeine, codeine together. Um, so I was taking Cocodamol every month and whatever hospital grade painkillers I could get my hands on. By the time I was 21, I was passing out, throwing up from the pain, so I decided to go to the doctor. I had done my own research and had all the symptoms of endometriosis. I saw a female doctor and she told me that, have I tried it? Have I tried, sorry. Um, I saw a female doctor and she told me that because I had tried a few different types of contraception, there wasn't really anything she could do for me. My only options were to get pregnant and have a baby. <laughs> um, that might help. Or to have a hysterectomy. I can't. Why are these have doctors just thrown out hysterectomies? What, she what says, do you mean? Yeah, have a hysterectomy. I walked out completely baffled and so upset. I've since had lots of inv- investigations with gynies and they can't see anything wrong with me, so I still suffer every month. That's so sad. That is I'm so sad. Like, and it's the, that's the thing. It Women's health is just not taken serious enough. That It's like, well, we've given you the options and you're not I taking those so ones. hurtful and so... What's the word again? Condescending. That even by a female doctor to be told, well... You've tried all the contraceptives. Yeah. It's actually nothing we can do for you. So either pop out a kid or have all your reproductive Yeah. Yeah, so removed. a hysterectomy is when you remove all of your reproductive system. Um, so there's different parts of a hysterectomy. Parts, yeah. So you can have like your ovaries removed. That's like a neuphorectomy. Then you can have just your womb removed. And then you can have your cervix removed. But like a full hysterectomy is when you take everything, everything out. Everything out. Um, so that will stop. Basically, they're 
the what the doctor offered is taking that all out so that you don't have a period anymore, so you're not going to suffer anymore. Yeah, but then when you're going to be in menopause. Not, yeah, you're so going to be, be suffering still. Yeah, you're going to be in menopause once you take everything out. So once you remove your ovaries, you go into surgical menopause, and then you have completely different uh, symptoms and side effects. So she's just taken one problem away and given another problem to this woman. So Literally. Well, yeah. I'm so sorry that I've gone through that. Okay, so we got another one. Um, it says, I got mine age 11 in fifth class. I can't remember my first time getting them, but I always wanted to get them, so I used to colour my underwear with red marker and pretend to my ma that I got them. <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what's so funny, though? Because obviously my period was such an amazing thing. I thought I was like, this is the big event. This is, I'm becoming a woman. This is it. I probably would have done that as well if I didn't if get my period. Them, yeah, like straight, would've. yeah. I would have been like, yes, I have. If everyone else was around me was telling me they were getting it, I would have been like, yeah, me too. Well, I know yeah, someone <laughs> who didn't get their period until they were 18. And when their mom asked about it, just pretended to their mom that they had a period this whole time, but didn't get their period till they were 18. One of our followers said, um, I was 12 and I thought I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> she's dying, she's dying, she's dying. <laughs> um, another one then was my 13th birthday at my first sleepover. Oh no. No, I would sob. I would sob. But then again, the weirdo that I would be on, I'm like, bitches, yeah. look what happened. Yeah. You would think it was a sign. No, I would think. sleepover fairies. No, I w- oh my God, I would. I'd be like, bitch, <laughs> this is what happens when you have sleepovers? This is a sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all get in a circle. Short <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so another no. person said, got mine on my confirmation, thought I was shitting myself, so I hid my underwear for months. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so sad. Shit myself. I love how you're saying the underwear. Shame. Are people not saying knickers? I'm saying underwear, yeah, because I don't know why I don't want to say knickers. But she said underwear. Oh, did she? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Knickers, pissy knickers. No, she knickers. Um, another one then is I got my first period when I was twelve. That day I came home to a phone and a glass that said congratulations. (laughs) No, that's the dream. That's so sweet. I feel like if I hadn't got my period at the age of ten and it wasn't as traumatic as it was, yeah, I feel like my mother would have done that. that. There would have been a marquee out the back, a social machine going, yes, and my whole family would have been there, yes. And they would have like Lawrence pa- they would have yeah, would have queen cheered me up and I would have had me pad in the air. Like that definitely would have happened. <laughs> no, that's a sacrifice. No. Do you know what's funny? So um I wonder if so some people obviously get celebrated for their first period and like their moms are really like proud and like this is such a lovely moment. I wonder if that has changed her outlook on our period and like on our like fertility and stuff like that throughout the years. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Because some women hate dread their periods and hate getting it and hate talking about it. But I wonder if like your first time getting your period and being celebrated like that has like changed the outlook on it. Yeah. I'd like to know that. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one says Another follower says, I got mine when I was 11 after my great nanny died. I was traumatised. <laughs> not of my, she says, of my period, not her death. <laughs> R.I.P. to your nanny. Um, and because my mum was a weirdo and was scarlet to talk about periods with me, I didn't know what was going on or what to say to her. Also, I also I just got my period again, um, only 18 days after my last cycle en- ended on, guess what? My great nanny's anniversary, <laughs> no joke. No. <laughs> no, your nanny's hunting you. Wow. <laughs> She's like, bitch, you won't have that period again. Yeah. Um, it says, I was 12 on a family holiday to Portugal. It was the second day and I went to the toilet and started bleeding. I hadn't a clue what was happening, so I called my ma to the toilet. Um, and she told me it was my period. She then explained, <laughs> she then explained, because I had briefly learned about it in school at the time. She then FaceTimed my whole family. <laughs> <laughs> she's a woman <laughs> literally she then facetimed my whole family to tell them that i had got my period because i was now officially a woman my nanny was so proud <laughs> i then went on to spend the whole week collapsing because i was losing blood so i'd have to eat sugar packets that you no. get with tea every morning at breakfast and when i got out to dinner because i and when i go to dinner i get a cotton candy cotton candy on the main street no <laughs> 
Uh, then she, now this is the part that I actually lolled at I was like no please she said I went back to school the week after and it was our sex ed class we were talking about periods and I was bragging because I was the, one of the first ones to get it in my class and then when my teacher explained to us that you release an egg every month and the egg makes a baby she goes I got so upset because I thought I was killing babies no <laughs> No, she said, I, I know I genuinely thought every month I was killing a child. <laughs> I asked her how to stop. How do I stop killing babies? No. <laughs> You're not no. the Magdalene sisters, love. It's just a period. <laughs> no, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, so funny. Oh. Um, no, that's hilarious. Yeah, and then a lot of people had said that they don't remember the, when they got their first yeah. period. I'd be really, I feel like I'd be really sad. Yeah, same. Well, that was fun. That was fun. That was a good time. So guys, thanks for sharing your stories. Thanks for the love and support that we have received from all yeah. our lovely sisters. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed uh, recording this episode. We've also changed rooms as well. The last room that we were in was like the room that we will be in when we're recording video. Yeah. Um, but it was just very dark and... And it was real chill. It and was chill. I, just, I was lying down and all. I think that's why off. we got so much into just a regular conversation and not like... Anything of substance. Yeah, I feel like that's why we felt it was so shit because we were like, we were just, felt like we were just sitting at home. Like, yeah. But we were like, no, we mean business for this one. So yeah. we're back in our original stud and yeah, I feel more productive this time around. Me too. But yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, we haven't decided what our next episode is going to be, but we'll keep you tuned. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions, if you have any chats, anything about this episode or any previous episodes, just let us know. Yeah. And yeah. And keep sharing the bollocks out of this podcast, yeah. please and thanks. And because anyone who's I'm not sharing, wait until you see when I die, I'm coming back to haunt you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, nanny, I mean, ma, and everyone's going to haunt you. Um, you know, because I'm really into this now. I'm down, I'm in it, yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I honestly thought from the first episode that we'd be like, oh, I don't want to do it anymore, but yeah. I love it. Now I enjoy it. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoy it. Me too. And it's like, it's just, yeah, it's a nice little hobby. It's nice to have these little chats um, because we constantly talk about this shit at home nice. anyway. Um, so it's nice to just share. put it out there and share, share it and have people actually um, like resonate with it and stuff like that and actually want to listen Appreciate to us. what we have and to say. I'm, yeah. What the hell? Which is strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? But yeah. but yeah, thanks for listening. Adios. Bye. Slana Walia. Bye. Bye. <laughs>